0: to try acting for the rest of my life so I can become one of those actors that are really good. I want to just keep on acting until I feel like, you know what? Too much. I don't feel like I'm enjoying this anymore. I'm just doing this for fame and money, not for my
1: enjoyment. That's Eloise, child actor, big sister and my incredible daughter with a memory like a steel trap she spent the summer working on her first professional play with different stages theater company in austin texas i wanted to capture her pure connection to playing characters when playing pretend was still an instinct instead of a distant adult memory i'm angelica stay tuned for my semi-weekly chat Hi, Eloise. Hi, Mom. Thanks for joining me on Chatty Crafties, a show where I celebrate my creative friends and family to get inspired by everyday art. I interviewed you at the Back to School special episode last year, um, episode 16, and it's been about a two-month or so hiatus for the podcast because you have been in a play this summer, which is what I want to interview you about. Um, But first, we're going to do a quick weekly inspiration. Uh, Yesterday, we went to Goodwill, you, your sister, Ansley, and I, and we were trying on a bunch of clothes, and I was just kind of letting y'all see what appealed to you. And what was so fun and inspiring to me was just seeing what tastes you were developing, And what um, fashion style is starting to become evident uh, in your personalities. And I was inspired by kind of what you were trying on and like having fashion shows in the aisles of Goodwill. (laughs) And um, I just thought it was really sweet because there's things that I think you might like and there's things that are like little versions of clothes that I would pick out for me. (laughs) And then there are things that I probably... Wouldn't wear but really stand out to you like that lime green, that lime embroidered dress. Well, not
0: really, it's not really lime green, it's like neon yellow. Oh, right, right.
1: all right. I really love
0: that dress,
1: yeah. And I think that it's fun that a you are developing a sense of style that's your own, yes, but b. Getting new clothes that allow you to express yourself, you know, it kind of makes a day where you're wearing it. It makes that day special. What about you, Eloise? What has inspired you this week? This week, you have been watching
0: um, Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister joined you. Mm-hmm. And now we love it. It's very inspirational. It's um, – I really like how – they surprise them with like new hairstyle, new new house, new clothes, just and the new house thing, it sort of inspired me to start working on giving my room a makeover.
1: Oh. This is very pleasing to hear. So what are you going to do to your room? I'm thinking well I already
0: started it with the way I'm making my bed. Mm-hmm. It's different. I used to have this purple, this purple
1: bluish blanket. So you've, you've changed up parts of your room, like you changed the comforter to a different one that had flowers on it from a purple one. What does changing up the space do for you? Changing up the space makes
0: it feel different. Every time I change up the space, the bigger the change, the longer I keep the room clean.
1: Interesting
0: because I want that space to be noticeable because our room is clean. I tried um, keeping our room clean by splitting the room with, like, one side was my sister's side and one side was my side.
1: With a piece of tape on the floor. With
0: with a piece Uh of tape on the floor, yes.
1: Thank you for pulling that up. (laughs) Because while it is very classic kid Um, it will leave a residue on the floor. Uh. And so long term, it's not a great idea. But when it was happening, I totally get why you would make the space yours and want to kind of divide it between you and your sister because there's something about space making that is really inspiring and satisfying to your dad and I because we both went to school You know, for design, he went to school for architecture, I went to school for landscape architecture, and that mindset kind of applies across the board. So that would mean in a room, you could decorate it or design it or change things up, and it really affects how you feel. So we're going to move on to the questions now. What was it like being on stage for the first time when you were in ballet in kindergarten?
0: Well, just adding it in, I hated ballet so much. <laughs> My teacher was so strict. When I was in kindergarten, I made excuses that I didn't feel good, so I would sit out.
1: I think the anxiety of it really did hurt your stomach. You you had real physical ailments from not wanting to go to that class. Yeah. But how did you feel... Being on stage. On stage is
0: totally different. On stage, I'm not being bossed around. I'm not saying, oh,
1: retry that. I'm just doing it. So when you were on stage, how did you feel? Do you remember back then? Were you nervous, excited? It's been so long that I can't really remember because
0: all I know now is I don't get nervous unless I don't have a costume and I'm in front of, like, thousands of people. So being or
1: unprepared?
0: Being unprepared, yes. I don't get nervous when I do have costume, and I've been practicing for, like, a while.
1: Do you remember being scared on stage? I can't really
0: get scared because I'm distracted because all my friends don't get scared, so um, they, they're like, oh, you want to play Rock, Paper, Scissors with me backstage until it's our turn? So we do that the whole time, and then all of a sudden it's our turn. What else did you do to perform on stage that year in kinder? In kindergarten? I did this one performance. I don't know what it's called. Um, I know one of the rhymes where, like, the cow jumped over the moon or something. So, like, nursery rhymes. Nursery rhymes. I was on stage for that. I was a cat. I made the tail. You made the tail, yes. And um, in one of our family photos, I was wearing the cat ears.
1: Oh, from that.
0: Yeah. So, and... Like I said before, I was in costume. Mm-hmm. I was not scared. We've practiced the whole year that, even even after ballet. Not mm-hmm. Ballet was like two days a week. This we practice every single day of the year. Like the last
1: month of the year I did it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might have been the, the end of year performance. Yeah. You were in theater for first grade as part of the curriculum at your fine arts elementary school. Were you nervous when you started the class? Okay, before I answer that, first I want to ask, what is a curriculum? Curriculum is what you were studying. So your school includes fine arts as part of what you study. They feel like that's really important. Yes. So good question. When you started the class and you knew that theater was going to be a part of it, were you excited? Were you nervous? Did you have any feelings? Actually, I did
0: not know that theater was going to be a part of it. Okay. Until first grade, I didn't know theater was actually a thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, that it existed.
0: I thought it was just a word that my best friend made up or something. (laughs) And until first grade lots of people started saying it. I was like, oh, this is a real word now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then then I figured out how much I loved doing it. I used to be just always just bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. The only thing that helped me stay like happy and excited was watching television while my parents worked or something. Mm. And then acting came. Now with my sister, like while my parents worked after school, we always did this one acting little thing like, oh, help me. It's like a game. Mm -hmm. We use that game to help get in acting for me, help her learn acting at a young age, and just play a game. Yeah, kids pretend. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's something natural to when Ansley says, like, you be the mom or you pretend like you're hurt or this. Or pretend that you're the bad guy every single time. Yes, she does like that. Um,
0: She likes being the superhero and saving me. And I always end up getting hurt because she's pretending to hurt me. And then all of a sudden she hurts me.
1: (laughs) She really hurts you. Yes, goes too far. far. Tell me the name of the play and the role you got in first grade, the first play. The first play was a
0: Jungle Book. I was Sampa. The thing is, you you might not recognize that name because they added in instead of just Ka, um it
1: was Sampa too. So there were two snakes. Yes, they kind there of was two snakes. Created two roles out of one character. Yes, yes. Do you remember what you told me when they were giving out roles? What did What did you tell the teacher? My best
0: friend said, "Oh, I have stage fright," and like one of my best friends, I have like a lot. Whatever stage fright is, I have it too.
1: <laughs> you You probably just didn't really know what it meant, but yeah. if your friend had this fear. You were like, maybe I do too. That's why we both ended up being the
0: sn- snakes because we we were scared. Uh huh. But the thing is, backstage, I memorized everyone's lines. Yes. And like my parents could see me like melting everyone's lines and whispering it to them, like because they paused and I thought like, oh no, they forgot, but they were just pausing and I was like. <laughs> Just whatever their lines were, and like whispering it, but they could hear me, sort of. And that's my answer.
1: Yeah, just yeah. You thought you were going to be nervous. You thought you were going to have a hard time with it, but but I totally you did great. You memorized. That's that's how I found out. I actually was a little bit
0: scared. Mm-hmm. That's how I found out that costumes keep me not being scared.
1: Interesting. Why is that?
0: I actually don't know. Just mm-hmm. when I when I put on a costume. I'm not Eloise Eloise. I turn into another person. I call her actor Eloise, but she comes up with her own names. (laughs) So what happens when you become actor Eloise? Well, the thing is I'm not always actor Eloise. Whatever costume I put on, I'm that. So you were Sampa. Yeah, I put on that snake costume, I'm Sampa. Yeah. I put on that Willy Wonka costume. I am Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. I put on that Emmy costume. I'm Emmy. Just every
1: costume I put on, I'm that person. And do you think differently? Like, are there thoughts in your head as if you are the snake or as if you are Willy Wonka? I can't really control it.
0: And I can even control actor Eloise saying her lines. She just says it. And I do not do anything about it. Interesting. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Even for playtime, like, um, oh, dress up as Supergirl, so you could be the superhero. I put on the Supergirl costume, I'm Supergirl. Just any costume,
1: it happens, even if I'm not acting. What happens in rehearsals when you don't have the costumes yet? Eloise Eloise actually has to
0: memorize the Lines and then I have to hope actor Eloise has it. Like for fitting, as soon as they put on that petticoat.
1: Mm-hmm. And I have a picture of when you were getting your fitting done.
0: Yeah. And like that I'll post
1: soon, on Instagram.
0: Okay. As soon as I put it on, I'm Emmy. Mm-hmm. Even a little part, even if I put on that little bow on my hair,
1: I'm Emmy. I turn into that person. Interesting, and we will get to the the role you're just talking about. Okay. Next, I wanted to talk about the second part of the year. So you were talking about Willy Wonka. Yes. And what part did you hope that you were getting? But I was hoping for this role, Veruca mm. Salt. Yes. Uh huh. And because that's a really fun role to play. And
0: also um back then I was sort of just doing whatever my friends were doing and I saw her write it down and was like, "Ooh, I want that too." And mm-hmm. I also I also um, wrote down for this
1: for Violet. Yes. And I'll show the poster that her school made because <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Eloise is just <laughs> the biggest uh, image on it and all of the other kids in her class are in they're Eancy all in character- weancy, yeah, like blueberries surrounding her and so it's this it's Some, two such people a fun, are inside my hat yeah it's just <laughs> such a fun image and i think this kind of represents what we were so surprised about that it seemed like um <sighs> an interest for you that you kind of liked theater you were getting yeah. into it and then your teacher saw something in you and we were starting to see something in you that you could really do this. This is a a talent you have that you have a great memory. You are totally calm on stage. And you can take on the pressure of these roles. So the fact that you were given the titular character, the title character of Willy Wonka, really says something about your teacher that she could see that. And it says something about you. Well,
0: I'm adding in something else. So for my poster, the one who was the reporter and the Oompa Loompa, he invited Mr. Park. He was our substitute. My third grade teacher. So now, whenever you go into Mr. Park's classroom, you can see the poster. He has it up. He has it up, and that him seeing this was how he knew that I was I was ready for those extra
1: lines from those two kids. That oh, interesting. So what you're talking about is in third grade. So the the play that you. That we were just talking about, those were first grade plays. Um, And in third grade, you took Shakespeare as your elective. Mm -hmm. And your teacher gave you extra roles because, I guess, some of the kids weren't in it.
0: There were two kids that did not work hard on doing this. So Mr. Park sort of kicked them out. Mm -hmm. And... um. He was looking for someone to take on the roles, and he said, "Do you already
1: know your all the lines?" Because yeah, the next day you were performing at Hog Auditorium on campus mm-hmm. for a bunch of other elementary schools who were also preparing scenes, and so there's one day to learn two people's lines in these scenes. The
0: thing is, why he trusted me was I already knew their lines. I yep. know everyone's lines, just like Jungle Book and just like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yep. So I was like, no problem. And I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be easy. I don't even need to practice. But anyways, I still did practice. Yeah, we practiced together that night. But I got super nervous. The next day, I was like, wait a second. Two people locked. Two people's lines. It's today. I'm not
1: going to be able to do this. This is the only time I've seen you have a negative reaction about theater. And... What happened that morning was I got a call from school saying they lost the permission slip that I gave you to be able to go to Hog Auditorium. Silly school. <laughs> well, I think it was the universe telling me I needed to be there because they said, you know, can you give verbal confirmation? And I said, um, yeah, sure. Is it about to start? And they said, yeah, it's going to start in 30 minutes. They're about to leave on the buses. So I immediately got in the car and drove over there. And I saw you on the first or second row and tears were coming down your face. And I knew that you wanted me to be there because I've been at all of your other performances. And this was just a different one because it wasn't at school. And it was a work day that I had other things planned. And I was so glad that I ended up there because you really, you needed, needed someone to whisper in your ear. Besides, I mean, Mr. Park was doing it as well. He was like, you got this, Eloise. You know these lines. Like, you just have to remember that you can do it. That was such a sweet little pep talk he gave you. But you... Didn't want to go on stage for that scene. You had another scene prepared with your friend. Yeah, Macbeth. I
0: just nailed
1: that one. Yeah, totally. It was such an easy, you know, of all of the kids that went up and did that, multiple people in your class, people from other schools, they did that scene a bunch of times. But when you and your friend did it, it was just such a quick, like, rapid fire, really energetic. There was something really special about that scene. And... It was super interesting to me that you could do that and feel good about it. And then this other scene, you were like, "Ah, no, I'm not going up. And I made an excuse saying, I need to go to the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're wandering the halls trying to find the bathroom right when everyone was going up on stage for the scene. And they called you back down there. And you're like, maybe I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And I said, no. Your classmates are up on stage. It's going to be a two-minute scene, just going up there. And so, this is as a parent difficult to know whether I'm pushing my child into doing something that she doesn't want to do, or if she's going to be glad that she went and did it. So just, so you know, it's you just you don't know what the right thing is in those moments. And I just kind of had to, to trust my gut that you're good at this. You can do it. So leading up until that scene, and what was the scene?
0: I'm quoting Shakespeare.
1: What are a couple of examples of this?
0: If you act more in sorrow than in anger, even if it involves your own flesh and blood, if you lie low, mm-hmm. because you suspect foul play, yep. let's see what else. The more full you, be that as it may. Be
1: that as it may, which was in... A doll's house. Did you yes. hear that?
0: It was like a lot.
1: Yeah. So there are you know, phrases that Shakespeare made popular. And this was a scene where different kids were saying these individual lines. Yes. So if Eloise wasn't up there and they started, they wouldn't know what to do to keep going. I'm so. the glue that keeps the house together. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it only took two minutes and you did perfectly. You knew all of your lines. And how did that feel? felt pretty good. But still, afterwards he said,
0: we could have done better.
1: Yeah. But he definitely said to you how proud he was that you did it because that is scary. And what happens in our brain is it's fight or flight. And your brain was saying, let's get out of here. I need to flee. Yeah.
0: My brain was saying, take flight, take flight, Mm -hmm. go away. Yeah.
1: And so now, it's pretty remarkable that you got up there. my body
0: was saying, you can do it. It's just like, you only have 13 lines instead of two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had 13 lines
0: instead of two.
1: Yeah. Rationally, you were trying to tell your body to calm down. And yes. it just was having trouble. And then Mr. Stromberger, who was... Um, my Shakespeare teacher. Yeah, your Shakespeare teacher who works at UT and does outreach to all these schools. He asked... In a follow-up class, I was sitting in um, at lunchtime, and he was recording. I think he's um, making a book about the Shakespeare program? Yes. And uh, recorded your class giving answers and kind of going through different scenes that you guys love, which was super cute to watch. What did you say was your favorite part of that class?
0: I said I was glad I I performed, even though I was, like, super-duper nervous. Yeah,
1: which I was really impressed by that you came around... And even after the fact, could see it was a really good thing that you did it. Okay, but we skipped something. In second grade, you did something on stage. It was for the talent show.
0: This is the first time I auditioned for something. I auditioned for the talent show, and I sang Clementine.
1: And it was a cappella. It was,
0: I was alone. It was a solo and I sang the whole song, even those extra parts. Like,
1: Oh, my gosh. It's so long. <laughs> it's like yes, the longest.
0: It's like, it's like seven minutes long. Yeah.
1: And you were given a spot for the talent show. Yes, they let me in. And so what, what was the order of performance? Do you remember? I was first. Which is super scary to go first. Actually, choir was first and then me. Okay, so it wasn't as scary for well, you. Well, it
0: actually was scary. I was backstage. I was like. No, no, I'm next. Like two minutes or something. I was excited, but also scared. scared excited.
1: <laughs> yeah. How did you feel when you were up there? Because you were by yourself. You were in costume, though. You had this cute little yeah cowgirl hat. and I was by
0: myself, which made it harder. It's also like costume and being with other people. Mm-hmm. But still, I did fine. I did great. Oh, you have a beautiful voice. I just stood there for like a minute. And then like one minute later, um I started singing. Then finally it
1: ended. I was like, "You were nervous.
0: How I did
1: that?" Yeah, you were nervous about one line that you were having trouble with. And I remember you looked at me during it, and I did I told you I'd have a signal to help you remember that word. Yes. So that it you didn't redo the same verse. There was one verse you were getting kind of mixed up, and, the flip flop one. Yeah, and you 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 saw me do that signal, and I could see you kind of nod like, oh yeah, got it. So it went perfectly. It was very impressive. Okay, so that was f- kindergarten, first, second, and third. You just finished up third grade, and so this is the summer between third and fourth grade. So how old are you? I am nine. And you had a play over the summer that was unrelated to school. This is a real professional play. Real play. People that
0: I did not know.
1: Yeah, it wasn't in front of students. Complete strangers. Called?
0: A doll's house.
1: That's right. And do you remember the author of the play? Henrik Ebsen. That's right. And different stages was the theater company. So our friend Kelsey, who is an actor, she was in episode 31. She said that she knew of a play that needed child actors to audition. And I asked you if you wanted to do it because I didn't want to force you to do... Yeah, like, oh, guess what? I auditioned you, so you have to do it or else. Because I knew this would be a lot of work and different kind of work than it was for school. School, you've got to show up anyways. You've got to be there from like 7.30 until 3. This is in the evenings for seven weeks, and it was over the summer. And I knew it would be kind of tiring, and you would have to want to do it. So I didn't want to force you to do it, and so it was up to you. And you were the one that was asking when the audition was. Yes. Over and over, because we weren't quite sure what the... The date wasn't set yet. I had written the director, Norman, and he said that he would write back with a date. And just almost every day you asked, Yeah. when? Do we have auditions Every day, like eight times. Okay, so what was the audition like for you?
0: It was different. Like, when... All the other actors came in. It's like who had already been cast. Yes, they have already been chosen and like it was just me and this other boy and this last guy that that was a little late, so once we left he came.
1: Oh he did? Yeah. Oh okay. Because
0: I've never auditioned for a play.
1: Right. What so, did they have so, you do? Do you remember? But um, I read this. So you script, read you read script, part of the script. <laughs> But you also just talked. He just wanted to ask questions and see how you felt about answering in front of adults. He asked you questions about going on trips, what you did over Christmas, trying to get you to think about the time of the year, and then he asked you to play a game. Do you remember what the game was? Hide and seek. No, it was trying to find, they hid quarters.
0: Yeah, and then hide and seek. Uh Uh-huh. The lines that I read, I said this. Mama, he threw a snowball and hit me. Ivar said, "I did not." I said, "I hit him back." And then Nora said, "Oh my baby, such such cheeks, darling. You've been out for hours, aren't you frozen?" And I say, "I'm warm." And that was it. About it, so. Um,
1: so, you had a cold reading of the lines you ended was up saying. Just,
0: it was just a few. They liked my energy. I got the part. I didn't I'd expect that. I was like, you know what? I shouldn't get my help set.
1: Yeah, I was I trying bet to that set. That other
0: boy was probably better than me or something.
1: Oh, well. You got to think positive. But I tried to set your expectations in case you didn't get the part that you shouldn't be disappointed because. You know, there will be other parts, and it doesn't mean that you're not good at this. It might mean that someone else just fits the role better, but they gave you the part. So how did you feel when you heard that you were given the part of Emmy? I was just crazy excited.
0: I was like, oh my gosh, I got it! I got it! Yes, yes, yes! Like, in my mind, but um, my mom has a video. I
1: I, I do have a video of this. Yeah,
0: I made this face. It just showed that I was like, oh, my God, I got it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what was your
1: first rehearsal like? My first rehearsal. Because it's different. You have to act with other adults, so you kind of had to be more responsible. And My first rehearsal, we sort of just sat down and read our lines. That's right. And one of the ones I remember, and I think this was the very first one, you... I could tell we're getting kind of antsy and we're you laid down in your chair so that you were kind of under the table. Yes. And I didn't want to be a helicopter mom where I was like, sit up, because that would be distracting. Everyone's reading, right? Yeah. And so I, I wanted this to be a thing that you were able to step up and do. And so I was just waiting. I knew that your line wasn't until later in act one. And just all of a sudden I heard you say your line. And then, you know, you did your back and forth, but I did not know that you were paying attention. Just because you were laying down, I was like, this kid is not taking it seriously. We're going to have a talk about this afterwards. But you were. The other actors were sitting up and showing that they were present and you were... Just kind of being a kid. So it reassured me that you were going to be able to do this. And also that you had already learned your lines at the very first rehearsal. You weren't even looking at your script script anymore. I just
0: put it on the table. I was like, oh, so bored. Then I laid down. And then like 15 minutes later, she was like, she's going to miss it. She's going to miss it. The
1: strange man has left now, mommy. And what did you, how did you know it was time to say it? Because you had memorized. But no,
0: it's impossible. I did it for love.
1: You knew the cue before. Yeah. So you were just listening for that. So that was, that was fantastic. Like I said, it was seven weeks total. And it was 14 performances, which is a lot. I was tired. Your mom was tired, too. No, I was. <laughs> and, it, you know, you only had to stay for act one. It was a three-act play.
0: You said you were tired, but all you had to do was sit on a couch.
1: Or, I know. There or was...
0: sit sit there, and I was the one doing, like, the strange man is laughing at mummy. and I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm just sitting in this chair. I'm so tired.
1: I, you know, I was tired in a different way. It was more that... Like not
0: active tired, just like late a, tired?
1: Some, Yeah, it was at night. This was something I knew that we couldn't say, oh, I don't feel like doing this tonight. Um, I had an out-of-town consultation in Houston, and so we had to plan out driving to Houston in two different cars so your dad could drive back in time for your rehearsal. And so... Just so
0: much work. It
1: took up a lot of our summer to make sure that you were available. And I wanted to live up to my side of the bargain, which is getting you there. It basically meant that I couldn't plan anything at night four nights a week for seven weeks. that The one week before the actual show started, you were there six nights, six yeah. out of seven nights. And so it was just a huge commitment on all sides. I'm not going to say that I was tired because I did more work than you because you definitely did all the work. I think it was just... Your mom was tired. <laughs> I just wanted to sleep. <laughs> I went in to lay around and like read a book or something, you know? You like... could
0: have stayed in the green room.
1: And so I, for the most I always went in for your parts. I went and watched you do your part every single time. Are you sad that the play is over?
0: I'm sad and relieved. I'm sad because as soon as I got to know them, it was over. hmm. I'm going to see, like, one actor a couple times here and there Well, like, while she babysits her. Us.
1: Yes, we did get an offer of babysitting from one of the actors because they thought you were such a cool kid. Well, I was
0: sad because I just got to know them. I finally felt like this is the place where I feel at home. This is basically my second home or something. And then it was over all of a sudden. And I was relieved because I finally got to get some sleep. (laughs) I finally got to get some sleep.
1: You were coming home after bedtime. Yeah. The night that the final performance was, I let you help strike the stage. Yes. Which means what?
0: Clean up the set. That's right. Take apart the set. We
1: take apart the sets. We help take furniture down. Help take down curtains. Organize things in boxes. Take it downstairs.
0: Once we got home, Aunt Aunt Auntley was just
1: in a deep sleep on the couch. So we got home at like eleven something that night. No twelve. It was 12. And that is just crazy late for a nine-year-old, but I wanted you to have the experience that that all of the actors had because you were part of this group. You put in just as much work as everyone else. Yeah, I got paid. I know, which we totally didn't expect, and I just realized your check is still in my wallet because I've (laughs) got to figure out how to cash a check to a child.
0: I got way more money than I expected. I didn't even expect that I was getting money. I thought that the other actors were, and I was like, you know what? It's gonna be like at most sixteen (laughs) dollars, and like at least like two dollars, and like
1: yeah, I didn't. We weren't doing it for money. Way,
0: I got way more. Can I tell? Yeah, I got two
1: hundred and sixty dollars, which is pretty fun for a nine-year-old. What are we gonna do with it? I'm thinking about using it at Toy Joy. Or oh something. no, no, no! I'm kidding. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Um, with we're
0: it? gonna use it for our college account.
1: It's okay. going in your college fund. And so after we were done striking the stage. When we were leaving, I was giving hugs to actors and thanking them for treating you like such an integral part of the cast and for talking to you. Sometimes when adults are around kids, they're like, and your kid, and what is Eloise up to, and blah, blah, They talked to you. Oh, she's getting into trouble. (laughs) Well, and I thought that it was remarkable. Upon the very first rehearsal, it was about getting to know you, and I loved that independence, and so I thanked them for how they treated you and how they made you feel welcome and you started getting teary eyed yeah the hugs made me have waterworks and so what did you say do you remember why you were when i asked you why you were crying no they were so nice to me <laughs> it was really sweet and they were they were all really really nice to yes. you what did you learn from your fellow actors
0: i learned that We need to be open to more stuff and... What does that mean? They talked about how much experience they had because it makes you a better actor. So being in
1: more plays? Yes. That made you want to do more plays so that you knew that you would get better and better with each one? Yes. There were a couple of exercises that you did that Emily and Katie did. Dadoo. Oh yeah, dadoo, Yeah. So she, Katie, had a vocal exercise to help exercise your mouth and saying different vowels. Mouth, mouth. And She would say da do, da do, da do, da do. Do do. do, do do, do do. And we would repeat it, and it was do da. It do, was really da. fun. Da, do da do da do da do do do, do da. da. And so <laughs> this was really sweet because she was the main character in this play, and she would kind of do that in a side room, and you showed interest in doing it. So did another actor, and she included you in it, which was just really wonderful because she might have needed that time to kind of prepare herself, but she gave it to you to share. Um then by the end of it she was doing it in the dressing room and everyone was saying it back with her, including me and the other stage mom, which was just so fun. And so that was Katie and what about Emily? What did what exercise Emily
0: Emily did instead of vocal Warm ups. She did, like, stretches
1: and games. Like what? Like tongue twisters. That's it. It was tongue twisters. Mm-hmm. And what was, do you remember one of the tongue twisters? A proper cup of coffee in a proper coffee cut. A proper cup of coffee in a proper copper coffee pot.
0: Good. You memorized that. I'm not very good.
1: Uh, n- I'm not either. That one took a long time to remember. But I barely
0: can understand tongue Do you want to keep acting? Yes, I do. I want to try acting for the rest of my life, so I can become one of those actors that are really good. I want to just keep on acting until I feel like you know what—too much. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm enjoying this anymore. Yeah, so you'll listen I'm just to doing your body. This I'm just doing this for fame and money. Right. Not, not for my enjoyment.
1: I think that is a good limit to set for yourself. Um, what would you like to audition for next?
0: Next, I would like to audition. Well, my dad was talking about like a commercial or a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, a commercial would be nice. Let's start off with that or something. But next I'm going for, like, a musical play.
1: Yes, we've been talking about musical theater and playing Hamilton nonstop.
0: Yeah, nonstop.
1: Do you think your sister Ansley will follow in your footsteps in her own way?
0: Probably. Like, while singing and just in her own way, yeah.
1: She's showing signs of feeling very confident in front of people expressing herself. So I think that... Uh, that's one reason I really appreciate y'all's school because it
0: does talent shows and choir and drama club. It just, it just lets us show who we are.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with the memorabilia from your plays? So we have on the table right now a program from A Doll's House. We have the invitation the slash poster
0: to Willy Wonk in the Chocolate Factory. I have the script to A Doll's House. I have some cards from, I have some cards from the um, actors.
1: Their thank you notes.
0: Yeah, their thank you notes. I have the invitation for a Jungle Book, and might not believe it, but I do have the script to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory right in front of me.
1: Yeah, so we have all this fun stuff. From um, acting. And what do you want to do with it?
0: Well, you were talking about making a scrapbook mm-hmm. of all this stuff. And I think that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I would love if anyone has a suggestion if, if they too are in acting and what they have done with all of their scripts and cards and programs. The, the thing that I wanted to do was like
0: frame it like, take out the cards and put it each in one frame and show, and, like, for the signed ones for a doll's house, I was thinking we could, like, cut out the pages for the Pages that were signed or something. Right, because you... And put it in a frame or you something. You got
1: all of the actors from the play to sign um, their bios their, in the program. Their
0: biography.
1: Yeah, which is really awesome. I think you're going to love having these later. So if anybody has any suggestions that they want to show me on how... I haven't scrapbooked before. Um, I would I would love to see it so I can make this special thing for Eloise to keep. Okay, so we're on to the last question. If you were to give yourself a title for your creative identity, what would your title be? And you have kept this from me.
0: Yes, and I I did this right before we started recording. And it's right here. Okay, tell me. Magnificent Memorizing Maniac. <laughs>
1: <Okay. laughs> <So, laughs> I like how you went for three. And alliteration makes me very happy. Well, thank you, Eloise. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks to <laughs> our listeners. I hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. To see more on Eloise's performances to date, go to chattycrafties.com and click on this episode's blog post. Thanks to Eloise's dad, Matt Norton of Berm and Swale, for the intro and outro music, the episode was hosted and produced by me, Angelica Norton. To help build a broader crafty audience, be a doll, and rate and review Chatty Crafties wherever you listen to podcasts. If we made you want to go try on your favorite costume and get into character, it's time to go make some art.